What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Fearless as Fuck, the podcast. I'm really excited today because I'm breaking one of my best friend's podcast virginity today. <laughs> We've been sitting here laughing about it because she came in here just like, oh, there's so many cameras. <laughs> but I'm excited to have my really good friend Hallie on the podcast today. So thank you for being here. You're welcome. We're going to take it slow and ease in, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, what are you going to ask me? How many questions are there going to be? Um, am I going to have to answer anything weird? Like, I'm like, no, this is, this is going to be fine. I'm here it's gonna, for it. It's, it's going to be fine. Um, we were actually just lightheartedly kind of taking the edge off before we started filming and talking about like, if you, um, looked at someone's like Instagram, like explore page or like their, their search history without warning, like, what would you see? And I was like, well, if you looked on mine, you probably see a bunch of like golden retrievers because it's pretty much my whole identity at this point. And maybe peppered in with some like fitness stuff. And like, that's uh, maybe. a bodybuilder every once in a while. And then there's like a lot of cats yeah. and then <laughs> and those funny videos that like, it's like somebody doing something normal and then it cuts to somebody else. <laughs> Like the one. <laughs> if I can depend on any of my friends to come up, like to like message me with some off the wall, out of pocket <laughs> shit, it's this one right here, and it's always entertaining. So I was like, this podcast is gonna be great. But Holly, I'll let her introduce herself. But Holly is an IFBB pro and a professional fitness trainer, and um, yeah, I, I just I really love Holly's story because she has gone through a lot of difficulties with getting to her pro status and, you know, um, I'll let her explain, but her whole journey has been really resilient and really amazing to watch. And you obviously know if you've listened to this podcast that we are all about kind of finding the, you know, really good come up stories and how someone got to where they, they got to without giving up. So I want to get into that, but Hallie is also one of the funniest fucking people <laughs> I know in my life. So we're going to keep this really lighthearted today, but go ahead and like, I actually don't even know a lot about like your backstory before you got into fitness and how you got there. So we can start there. Oh, Take okay. it easy. That goes way back. So <laughs> you just ran right in there, didn't you? Just, <laughs> just right in. <laughs> right in. No warning sometimes is better, right? Yes. Just just go. <laughs> so, um, well, I'm not from Las Vegas. I'm from Michigan originally. Um, but my fitness journey, like I've always been very active. I played every sport I could when I was growing up. And then in high school, I was really good. Um, well, I started in basketball, moved to track. Um, I'm better just running in a straight line. I always think people who do track are psychopaths. <laughs> you know, and it's not like, I can't even say that I liked it, but this goes into competing too. I'm competitive as hell. And it didn't matter if it was practice, some stupid like game we were playing. I'm, I have to win. And I've always been that way. <laughs> so I think I just, honest to God, I, like I'm good at it. So I was like, oh, I'm fast at running a hundred meters. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fast. Just, I'm going to go. <laughs> but um, I actually, so my, even before I started high school, I, uh, I made the basketball team. And then in our very first scrimmage, I tore my, my ACL. Awesome. I know, you know, just right on brand <laughs> <Like> there. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> my parents used to call me a bubble child, so it fit right in. And um, so I like was introduced to like the PT aspect, like the re rehabilitation aspect. And um, obviously that involved a little bit of weight training. So after that, I became faster than I ever had. I was like, OK, well, I'm running on a I was running on a torn ACL for even a little bit and I was faster. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, what do these weights really do? Um, and then a couple years, I think it was my junior year of high school, I developed a pretty severe eating disorder. I can't even remember 
why it started. I think it was probably, you know, how a lot of them start, like just a couple comments that hit you in the most formative years of your life, right? So it's just, I, I, I my sports performance diminished, my my family life diminished, like everything was just going downhill pretty fast. And um, I actually got forced into uh, almost having to go to treatment. I remember I would have to like weigh in at the doctors and I was taking the change out of my parents' vans and like shoving it into my pockets before I went to the doctor just so I weighed more so they didn't ship me off somewhere. And um, that that's when it kind of clicked like, okay, I need to, I need to snap out of this somehow. And I dove into the like like the sports aspect like the weight training and things like that I'm like okay well let me let me see how this actually works so I started spending a lot of time in the training room and stuff like I had to be there I um my senior year I tore my second ACL so I spent a lot of time in there on brand on brand (laughs) there she goes and not doing anything cool I was just jumping up at the hoop um so I Spent a lot of time in there, and I just kind of fell in love with being around athletic people. So I was originally, um, I accepted, I got accepted to Michigan State for graphic design because that my whole family's artists, and I'm kind of into it, back into it now too, but that's what I thought I had to do. And then I think I switched it right before I actually went to college. I was like, I want to do athletic training. Like, I love being in the training room. I love just being surrounded by people who like the same thing I do like this is cool like so I went to school for athletic training and I didn't end up staying with it it wasn't quite for me and I bounced around in kinesiology for a while before I started working at a PT clinic and um, then I got into group X and that's eventually where I started uh, doing I was group X for three and a half years before I moved to Las Vegas Um, so that's kind of how I got into it I just it just kind of naturally happened I feel like there's always a turning point though like you said like you wound up with an eating disorder and it Mm -hmm. and even for you it wasn't like it was passed down from like a parent or like a sibling or things like that it was just something that happened and you got to a low point where you're like I just this is too much I can't do this anymore I need to I need to do something Mm -hmm. and I feel like fitness tends to be like a gateway for people to better their lives, even if it wasn't for you wanting to pursue fitness and training as like a career, it was a gateway to making yourself better. Obviously this has to do with like nutrition. So fitness is going to help you. But I feel like a lot of people who sit in the studio and talk about, you know, their rock bottom moments, fitness for a lot of people is what help them get out and really focusing on back on themselves and what can make them feel better from the inside out. Absolutely. And that kind of leads to like why I got into competing and how competing actually saved me from that eating disorder. Because like, yes, I recovered from it, but you know, it's like an addiction. Once you have it, it always kind of stays in the back of your brain and you just kind of learn to manage the eating disorder. And I dove into the nutrition aspect and learning all about it. And then when I started competing and really learning about what food does for you, I was like, Oh, I, I can eat like, I have to eat. And the more that I eat, the better I look. And um, or the more that I understand the foods that are going into my body, like the more my body's changing the way that I actually wanted it to, not the way that I thought would change it. Right. So in your brain, you're thinking that like I need to eat less or hmm. not eat anything or, you know, binge and purge and do all that stuff to be 
skinny or have this like body dysmorphia idea in your head that like, this is what is pretty. This is what is like, this is what's desirable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that competing can get a bad stigma because people are like, oh, it gave me an eating disorder. It did this, it did that. Well, maybe you didn't have the right guidance or maybe you didn't truly understand or you didn't have a good coach. Like all these things play a part, but competing saved me. I'm so glad you bring that up too, because I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I've heard it a lot that a lot of girls are like, it did this, it did this, it did this. And I'm like, I've never had that experience, but I have heard horrible horror stories of what some coaches have told their clients to do. And I'm like, well, no wonder, Oh, no wonder. Oh like there are so many, so many bad coaches in the industry and I've, oh my God, I've had a handful of them, but like if you, if you really want to be a good competitor, you need to really, really learn the sport yourself and learn why coaches are doing the things that they're doing. And that will help you spot the red flags too. Like if this is your passion, like treat it like your passion, learn about it. And then you can spot like when some of the unhealthy things are said to you or if if you feel like you're starting to go in an unhealthy door. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> unhealthy <laughs> direction. <laughs> but I um I also think as well and I've brought because I've experienced a little bit of this and I think every competitor does at some point probably in the very beginning of Once they diet down for the first time, they see their body in the most shredded version of themselves they've ever been. They look the best they've ever looked in their entire lives. They put themselves on stage. They're like, oh my God, I feel like, I feel like a million dollars. But then you go into the reversal for the first time ever. And it's, I will just preface this. Like the reversal is so fucking important. It's so important and you can't fuck it up. And I, maybe this is just my opinion, but I think it's harder than the actual diet. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of competitors really struggle with, we really struggle with, um, sorry, my phone's not on silent. Um, a lot of competitors really struggle with that, um, aftermath because they didn't prepare themselves to understand what it was going to be like. They're like, okay, I'm preparing myself to go low, lower calorie, higher cardio, intense workout sections, being really busy. And they get all these ideas in their head about what they're prepping themselves to do for the competition, but not what it's going to have to take for them to go through afterwards and gain themselves out of that diet and reversing themselves back to a like quote unquote normal state and the body dysmorphia that comes with that. I thought I was completely okay. I thought I I had it under control. Even on my third show, I was like, wow, I've done this three times. I've got this under control. My third show was actually the worst I ever dealt with body dysmorphia after. And I was a pro Mm -hmm. and I had been a pro. So I, it just made me realize it can happen to a lot of people. And I have a great coach. It wasn't like I was he wasn't doing anything wrong. I was. It, I was. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, Nate. <laughs> I fucked that up. But but I will also say, though, that it had a lot to do with my mental stability. Um, things that were happening in my, in my life that had to do with my mental health and my preparation to get into that position because I had to help myself understand what I was doing to myself because you can kind of get caught in a loop. And then you also start seeing your body and talking negatively about yourself and getting in your head that like, okay, if I'm not shredded, I'm fat. And mm-hmm. you start like, like we can joke, like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going to call myself fat every day. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, but in all seriousness though, there comes a level where you have to like, you have to learn to appreciate your body in all of its stages, especially in its healthier ones, because that is what can lead to body dysmorphia and serious health issues. Absolutely. And like, 
the reverse is going to be hard no matter what. Can and you explain what a reverse diet is yes. in like your terms? Yeah. So basically you're taking yourself back out of that extreme deficit slowly so that your body can get back to maintenance calories as fast as possible so that we're no longer, you know, you're not in a deficit any longer that you need to be. And start bringing your body back to a healthy place hormonally, metabolically, slowly and steadily. So usually, like, say I'm taking a client out of a reverse um, or out of a deficit, I'm going to get them up to maintenance as fast as I can. And then with a combination of slowly dropping cardio and slowly increasing calories, you slowly build them back up. And then depending on what their goal is, like, say you want to move into a build, well, then you're going to slowly increase calories so that we have something to work with. Or they want to go to maintenance. We find out what that maintenance number is um, by playing with the food, playing with the cardio, things like that. So it's it's a process that's never going to be easy. It's not easy to watch yourself go in the opposite direction and then go in the opposite direction without a goal in sight. So it makes you almost feel like you're just fucking up, but yeah, you're not, but you're not, you're not. <laughs> but it's honestly, and it's funny you said your third show because from my experience and just myself and watching other people, I think the second show is usually when people fuck up the most. Really? Because they're so on it that first one, right? Oh, yeah, that's they're so true. on it. They're so worried. They're, you've, you've talked to them about this process multiple times, told them how hard it's going to be, um, told them how important it is. And they're like, OK, I can do this. I'm going to do this. Everything right. Everything right. Everything right. And then they do their second show. And it works so good the first time. I'm fucking good. Like, I've got this. I can eat that extra cookie. I can have that donut. Like, my body was fine last time. Yeah. yeah. And so, you see the difference. <laughs> and so I see it happen from like a lack of um, thinking that you, you know, have to pay attention as much. You got um, more comfortable. But also like what people don't take into account too is like, oh, well, that reverse was way fucking worse. And it's like, well, how hard was your prep? Mm. So where you are metabolically at the end of your prep is also going to play a huge role. So say you really had a great off season. And you've had your calories super high. So when you were prepping, like you really didn't have to drop down that low. Your cardio really didn't have to get that high. You didn't have that much excess body fat in the off season to lose. That reverse is going to be easier. Now, if you were 20 pounds over stage weight and you had to fucking grind up until the last second, that reverse is going to be hard as hell because you've been extra depleted. And I'm not even just talking metabolically. Your brain everything is fucking gonzo at that point. So like you're already in like, You've had to work so hard. You know, I remember I've had preps like that where it's like, I'm crying every day. I don't know why I dropped a pencil and apparently it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And now I'm bawling my eyes out. Yeah. And like, what's wrong with me? But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, you said it's, it's mental, it's hormonal. There's like things happening on the interior, mm -hmm. not just on the exterior that are like really going to make you feel like you're driving yourself crazy. Absolutely. And so when you have those ones coming out of those ones, especially because it was such, you know, usually such an emotional process to get there. It's harder. Yeah, definitely. And it, and it depends on so many other things, too. Like, what happened during that prep? Did you have oh my gosh, a breakup, there's... a death in the family? Like, I've gone through all of them. Oh, yeah. And I've pulled out of preps because of them. And I think that's something that people are afraid to do, too. It's well, like, Because it makes you, I think for some people, it's like, I failed. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that, too, because you're like, oh, my God, I've been posting about this for so freaking long, and now I'm pulling out. I look like a weenie. Like... No, because your mental state, even before you go into a prep, needs to be on point if you really want to take this seriously. Yeah, and life happens. You're human. I actually feel like this last show I did last year, I 
probably was not in the right mental sp- space to mm-hmm. start that prep. Actually, no, not to start it, but like but mid, mid. mid prep things were just not there. I was burning myself out so bad. There were, there were quite a few different things happening in my life and it took a toll. And for the first time, like I was like, nothing's moving. Like I'm not changing. My body actually keeps getting like completely um, just like my stomach's distended. I'm inflamed. I'm following the diet, but my sleep is off. I'm stressed. I'm like really emotional. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? But I really wasn't taking in the time to like, like you said, like this, the last prep was so great. I had the Mm -hmm. best prep ever. So what's different, but I wasn't looking at all of the other external things that were going on around me and how they played a big part. And then obviously the show happened. I was still proud of what I put on stage, but in for yeah, me, you know, you know, I was like, I regressed, mm-hmm. regress. Yeah, <laughs> is that a word? You just didn't live that up to your that own weird. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't, especially because the year before, I was like, wow, like I fucking did that. So that kind of sucked, and I was, you know, having some really honest conversations, conversations with my coach, and he was like, "You're taking a break," and I was like, "No, I'm not." course like you know when someone tells you that you're doing something you don't want to do my ego just like went through the roof and I started crying and he's like Christina and I'm do you see I'm like and it it just hit me it hit me that like I wanted to be ready I want to be ready and I'm not and I had to really suck that up and he's like you know it's really easy to get stuck in the idea that your identity is a competitor and that's it you forget there's other facets of you that are not just a competitor. You know, you're a hairstylist, you're a coach, you, you have a job, you're a dog mom. Like you're a, if you're in a relationship, like you are something else. And if those things are not solid too, like you said, it can really fuck up your prep if you're going through like traumatic things in your life. So you really have to make sure you're solid starting it. And I'm like, you know what, maybe, maybe I need to get this back together before I go on stage. Cause he asked me, he goes, why, why do you want to compete? And I'm like, I feel like I have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say it right away, but that, that was the answer. And I was like, I don't even know, um, why I'm doing this. I, and I told him, I was like, well, I want to be better than I was. And he's like, he's like, are you sure you're not just doing it because other people think that you have to, do you really want to? And like, as much as the answer is yes, in the moment it was no. So the second that I was able to be like, okay, I'm going to take a break. And he's like, it doesn't mean you have to like stop forever. Just take a break. I was like, okay, there's a big breath of fresh air that got released. And my, I realized that my body was just craving a little bit more downtime. And I was like, maybe this is what needs to happen. But this is also a problem too, because people do push themselves past their limits and too hard. And that's another thing I think that really falls into crash, crashing and burning in preps and outside of preps for competitors, because it just like, they don't even know what they're doing anymore. They're just going through the, mo- they're like on autopilot. And that's where a lot of the ones, um, at least that I noticed, the ones who just push, like they go show, 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 show every single year. They're like, I took an off season. I'm like, it's been a month and a half. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. No, I'm still eating cookies in a month and a half. I don't got time for that. Like, yeah. And things, well, and also, I mean, I had to realize this, like the more seasoned I got, the more it made sense, but like an actual genuine decent off like season. what is an off season what is an off season yeah. it's not like a few months of a break between shows and that's what i was doing it wasn't an actual like take some time off grow get better and then come back mm-hmm. so that was really hard but and also like i know I, I know you fought through a lot of injuries like ongoing injuries too like how did that play a role in you know deciding when you were going to compete when you were not going to compete if you were going to give up not well not give up just pull back yeah the, 
because of your injuries, you know? It took me, it took me two shows to really be like, okay, Hallie, you are, do you want to compete another show or do you want to walk in 10 years? Like it was, but I'm, I'm stubborn as hell. And especially when it comes to that. So I did push through two that I should not have. So my, um, I have pretty severe scoliosis. So because of that, I'm, um, I have five disc herniations and um, degenerative—there she is—degenerative <laughs> disc disease in my L1, L2, which is kind of a weird place to get it. Most people get it L4, L5 who train. Um, so I, and it's still this is still like a whole process at the moment, but we're trying to um, figure out why I have so much radiating pain. So I pushed. I think my pain got like so severe that I was getting like stuck on the floor at the gym, like two eight weeks out I want to say and at that point I was just being stubborn and is this before you went pro this no this is my this is my pro show my pro debut so it was already such a big deal I'd already signed the freaking con like I, I was doing the show my family was coming um that one I don't really kick myself so much for it was the next one so it was me being stubborn, and I think that me pushing through that show definitely put me back a little bit physically. So I, I did the Chicago Pro, and then I was still pushing through the injuries. Like, I'm a, in bikini um, in the IFBB. You really have to arch for that back pose and in your front pose. And those are, like, those are mandatories for us. Like, there's nothing else we can do. So when I arch, that's when I'm having a lot of the pain. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. Like, I can't pose the best, but I'm going to push through that show. I can do it. Like, I'm a pro now. Like, I, I need to do better. I need to do better. I need to do better. I need everybody to see that I can do better. We get so I, stuck in I that. end up doing not worse, but the same. And um, because I can't move, you know. And it's just, it all comes down to that I've, I'm a competitor. I've identified with it. I have to do this. And... I had um, a talk with my coach at the time, and he was like, you are – and he said the exact same thing. He's like, you are so much more than that. And think about, like, competing is fleeting. You know, it is a young person's game, especially for women. And that has to do with, like, you know, do you – what your hormones? Like, do you plan on having children? Like, how – long do you want to push yourself so lean that you're losing you have volume loss in your face that you can't get back like like permanent it is and um you know as you get older you start to see it more as you get older that stuff does not bounce back the same like there's there's things to think about and he's like you need to you you know you are you you are different you have a personality you have a presence like yes competing is great but Look at that, you know, look at everything else. And just because you're not competing doesn't mean you're not involved in fitness. He's like, you're a trainer. Like, what are you like? And, you know, you're just so caught up in, oh, my God, look at everybody else. Everybody else is doing shows. I should be doing shows. Look, they're getting ahead. They're doing this. Oh, my God, she's winning this show. Like, I should be. It's such a it's such a like such a a slippery fucking slope too, especially with, you know, our most of our business is done online. Mm-hmm. It's not like we can just disappear off social media and expect our businesses to flourish completely. So not only that, like you're posting for your clients, for your supporters to show what you're doing. And like you said, you're watching everyone else. It's really easy to play the comparison game of I'm not doing enough. Exactly how it feels. And you're a pro, you know, you're like, oh, I'm a pro. I need to represent this industry. I need to be a part of it. They're going to forget who I am if I don't do this show or this show. And 
it, you know, I watch a lot of like the bodybuilding podcasts too, and they all, all these guys are retired and they talk about it and they're just like, you know, I wish I would have had that mindset when I was doing it. Like, I wish I would have lived a little bit more or done this or treated my family a little bit better and not so been so laser focused on this. Like, because now I'm not competing anymore. It doesn't, now it doesn't matter who's winning or like what of my friends are doing this or what guy that I used to compete against is like, it all goes away. It's you know? fleeting, just and like you said. There are, you know, there are the select few that are going to, like, this is going to make their career. But, you know, and it would be great if you are one of them, but it could make your career without winning. But that's the thing. That's what my coach also told me, too. He's like, you, you're a pro. You made it. Like you did it. Yeah. You did the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there's always going to be like, okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? Okay, what's next? But, like, if you keep doing that, you are never, ever going to just sit and enjoy what you've accomplished. But we're scared to sit. We're scared to sit down. Yeah. And, yeah. Like we're, I hate even sitting right now. Oh my God. I got so much good. <laughs> no, but it, it's true. It's true. It's your state. You're, is you're scared of not moving forward anymore. And I think it happens a lot. Like after you get your pro card, because things change when you turn pro, like that, con- like it's a completely different ball game. Like, Oh God. Yeah. Just like the things that you're working for are different now. Like, It's not just, okay, build some muscle, get lean, go pro, go pro. And everybody's fighting for it, you know, and then you go pro and like now there's a lot of other things involved, like picking the right show, in front of this judge, competing against this. Like it's just, it's different. And that's also a little daunting too, like when you think about all of that stuff, it's a little, it can get a little disheartening. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it is. It can get really disheartening. That's why I always like when people come to me, like I want to compete and I'm like, Great. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't mean to like to say that in a weird way because I love it. I love it. Grateful for it. Absolutely. It saved me Mm -hmm. for sure for so many for so many reasons. But there's a lot of things to take into consideration when you're looking to compete. And I think that some people get into it because like I just want to get lean. Or, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, this, we got to have a talk because, like... Like, ooh, baby, no. Yeah, and I think that when people do that, that's a recipe for disaster. That's the thing. It's like, what do you want to get out of it? And going into it, that's where, like, you and whoever's coaching, you really need to have a sit-down about expectations because, okay, so are you just trying to get into the best shape of your life? Right. We don't got to go to stage, bro. Yeah. Like, this is, yeah. this is different. And Or are you competitive? Yeah. And it's not that I'm not for anybody just wanting to get on stage and look the best that you have ever looked. Because that's a cool goal, too. That's dope. And I'm I'm I love when people do that. Um, however, just know what comes with it. So you have to, you know, okay, so there's gonna be different scenarios here, right? Okay, so you just want to get on stage. Say you didn't really like you're not lean enough, but you just want to get up there. That's great. Please don't go in with a first place expectation. Right. Like you have to really Set yourself up to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and exactly. what to expect. Now say, okay, you want to get lean as shit and you want to get on that stage and you want to win. Okay, let's talk about what happens after. Let's talk about what's going to happen those last couple of weeks. Let's set, like, let's really go over the differences between the two because that will help you mentally prepare for both scenarios. If you right. just want to do it for funsies and get lean, like, I'm not going to say you're going to win. Nor, like, am I going to, like, I'm going to want to push your body that freaking hard. Like, it's just like, what do you want from competing? Like, what are you going into it for? I guess it's not like fully wording it the way I want to, but 
Like, do your research. Yeah, for sure. Look at these girls. Look at that. Like, let's be realistic about what people are doing, what people are taking. Like, oh my like, god, on, yeah, man. Like, yeah. like, I'm. Am I gonna? Like, no. Everybody's everybody's enhancing nowadays. So if you want to go into a show naturally and just look great, here for it. Yeah. Please Doesn't don't be get like mad. That bikini. Like, yeah. Please. <laughs> And that's I mean, great. Yeah. You know, like there's different and there's different federations. Yeah. You but could, like you said, you have to be realistic about what these competitors are doing and the female competitors. Like, and it's like I, I am open. Like I yeah. have enhanced. Like I, I have no problem talking about it. And I'm going to tell my clients that too. Like, hey. But you, see, that's a good coach. You're yeah. being honest. Like, hey, you're looking at this girl online. Oh, sweetie, she she's definitely it. taking she's out of her. <laughs> like, or you're looking at the girls, like you're comparing yourself to this person or this person. I'm like, okay, well, you are natural and you just started lifting six months ago. Yeah, and you're looking potentially even at a girl who's been competing for 10 years. Competing, and that's the thing. Like, you never know what you're going to get in these regional shows, too. It's like a, it's like a mishmash of people, right? Right. So, it's going to be people who are like one step away from their pro card, or it's going to be people who are doing their first show and you guys are in the same, you're in the same class. Like, yeah. so just watch, watch YouTube videos, watch shows, just get and I talk with your coach, go, go see local shows, like kind of see how it goes down and really, really decide if that's something you want to do. And if you just want to do it for fun, please remember that before yeah. you go off on the organization for not placing the way that you wanted. Right. There's a lot of variables. And also you have to be really very wary about a coach who's going to push drugs on you. Oh my God. Too, yeah. Because that's another thing. And I mean, I'm not, I don't have any names to name here or anything that's not about that, mm -hmm. but you even a lot of, a lot of like, um, uh, and aspiring competitors like, okay, well I, I can just do this. I can just take this. And it's, it's not how it works. It's not how it works. It's not, it's not like that. And I always loved my coach because he would never say something like that unless a competitor, you know, inquired about it. He would have the conversation with them mm -hmm. about that, but they would never, ever push drugs on somebody. And I feel like a lot of people even feel like that their coach tells them, take this, do this, do this, do this. And, oh man, you I just, hate that. I just, I just would put it out there to anybody who's considering like Hallie said like do your fucking research like just do your research, do your research. and it's honestly like anything else it's not even just about competing like before you just jump on the bandwagon with with what everyone's doing because it's the cool thing to do do your fucking research like really take into consideration like what she said about what you want out of this where you're going to go with this if it's just for fun if you just want to look amazing but like your body is you get one, mm -hmm. you get one. And we put this body through so fucking much N normally, even just as a regular athlete, um, even more as a competitor because of how unnatural what we do is. Oh my God. We push ourselves like to the limits. If you are like really truly competing competitively, like, um, <laughs> is that rough? I think that's like a, I, Competing competitive. Is that redundant? I, it might be a little redundant, but I get it. <laughs> Any more of this? Hold on. But I know what you mean, though, because like some people are just going to compete for fun. Mm -hmm. Some people are competing competitively. Competing competitively, you know? It's a thing now. Um, so that's the thing, too. Like, if you're just doing it for fun or like you haven't been lifting that long, like, why are you asking about enhancement? Like, what are you doing? Like, just because you heard that so and so is taking this and this, like, you should be taking this and this. And 
You got to be really careful. Oh my god! It, Just like, be really, really, really careful. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, what are your goals now with competing? Are you kind of at a little bit of a standstill and just like catering to your injuries and you know listening to your body? Yeah. Unfortunately, like yeah. I'm not happy about it by any means. But um, I would love to step on stage this year. We're kind of playing it by ear. I am in a pretty intense treatment at a spinal care center. Um, so they're trying to like decompress me and untwist me. It's a lot of fun, girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sounds like torture. And the chair looks like it, too. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a hard thing with m- what I'm going through because it's, n- for what we can tell, nerve pain. So am I making anything worse by training, by doing this? But n- no, not really. Right. Um, I have to train very specific. Um, I, can, I haven't put anything on my shoulders in probably a year and a half. Um, I can really only do, like, a couple exercises. Everything has to be supported. Most of the stuff is seated. Um, so my training is limited, but I can work around that. Like, yeah, that, I mean, fine. this is going to be better for the long, the long term, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you want to be walking. Exactly. Like so, the, you're young, like, let's be real. Like we don't want to do anything to our bodies. that's going to put us out for the long term, the long game. My boyfriend oh my said he would buy me spinners if I had a wheelchair. Though, so. Well, that's great. No, it's, um, I love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's nerve pain. It's un, it's unfortunate. Um, so we're just trying to get that to subside a little bit. I'm still training. I'm still eating like I should um, for the most part. Yeah. There's in and out down the street I'm going That's- after. But um, like I'm, I'm like I'm tracking my macros. I'm doing, you know, my cardio. I'm doing my lifts as if I were going to be able to again. But as far as like a definitive yes or no, I don't have it. So. Yeah. The other um, topic I always like to ask a lot of people who are in the fitness industry is their view on like the stigma with fitness and sexuality and social media because – and and or like the sexualization, quote unquote, of the fitness industry mm-hmm. because like, you know, we obviously – do this to improve our bodies and at some point like we're really fucking proud of what we've done and getting in front of a camera and showing our bodies at its best possible stage and putting it on social media I think is like really empowering I love it I love it and I feel like it's there's also a little bit of like pushback Mm -hmm. that we're one my favorite is that we're manly that's my favorite thing ever but that's fun but the other one is more so that like it's it's too sexual that fitness has gotten too sexual do you have any viewpoints on that yeah i think it's a bunch of bullshit but yeah yeah i just i you have to especially like this is a sport this is this is this is like a like your body's a work of art at the end of one of these processes like when you're getting on stage like your body is cool yeah, you went You're through an anatomy and- lesson. Yeah. You know, like I don't even when I post, um, it doesn't even cross my mind, really. Like if I'm posting like one of my check in photos or even if it's just my it's even my back shot, like or I'm posting like a photo shoot that I did that could absolutely be taken that way. I'm just like, nah, dude, look at my look at my striations right there. Like that's right. cool. Like so you that's see where it differently. I see it different. And like I, I am very lucky to have like the most supportive parents in the entire world. But when I first started doing it, there was definitely like, it wasn't, there wasn't any like meanness to it, but my mom was just like, so what's that? Like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, I, I definitely understand the question. Like, yeah. why, why is your butt just on stage? Like, why are you, yeah. why is there a photo of your butt on your, on 
you know, Facebook where aunt so-and-so can comment on it. You know, it's just like, you, you know, there's closed-minded people out there. Yeah, not everyone's always going to see it mm-hmm. the way you see it either. I mean, I'm, I had to deal with my, my – my mom really supports and understands mm-hmm. too, but – Definitely. In well, the in the beginning, beginning they're just, just like, like huh? what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> What's or my even, daughter doing? <laughs> you know, I've even looked back and I'm like, I would, as it would get closer, probably like the last, like, eight, at least eight weeks or so, I'm always posting my check-ins. Yep. I'm always in a thong in the morning in my heels with no makeup on. Like, Looking why? like this in my like, photo. like Yeah, looking like really weird and squinty and weird in the face, but like, look at my glutes. They look great. Exactly. But it's, it is cool to see that. And that is one of the parts of the whole process that I think is really amazing. And I think people who are like first timers in competing forget to enjoy the process because like you are changing so much on a weekly basis. And it is really freaking cool to look at all of that. So just uh, my advice to anybody who is like thinking about competing is that's another thing to prepare for because you're going to prepare for a lot of people to not understand you. Um, Pushback even from your friends who support what you're doing but want you to come out and drink and party on the weekends. Absolutely. Who want you to cheat on your diet, who are going to give you a hard time when you won't take like a bite of a cookie because they're offering it. Um, People giving you crap at work for prepping your meals. Like you're going to get met with a lot of different opinions. And not to mention... I don't know. Maybe it's because my presence was a little bigger on social media because I get a lot of like random comments from random people. But you'll hear it so many. Yeah. And even if you don't have a following, I think people who find your stuff will get the nerve to comment things like, you know, you looked better before you looked. Oh, my (laughs) God. Yeah. You looked better before, which like it's not a compliment. No, it's I don't care. They'll try and defend it like, oh, you were fine before. And it's that's not that's not it. And you don't just don't just leave that comment. If you're one of those people, just like let it be because no one said that they weren't better or like okay before, but the process is this. And the body that competitors wind up achieving is not something that's permanent. And it's also not something that's meant to it's not attract meant you random man on my Instagram account. User three seven four two from Yeah, from wherever. You know. <laughs> everybody knows. <laughs> But it's, it's, it's frustrating. So you have to be prepared to be met with that. And, you know, there is a portion of time where like, I think more on the pro level too, you do look really jacked. Like, even if like, you're not running anything, just the lower body fat percentage and you having more muscles, like you are going to look pretty stacked and you're going to get those comments. Like, well, you don't want to look like a man, do you? Like I got a few of those when I first started competing. Mm-hmm. Some coworkers of mine were like, well, you wouldn't want to look like that. I remember, I'll never forget it. I had a picture on my phone of a girl I really admired and a coworker walked by and they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, and before I was like, oh my God, right? Like, yeah, like, she's dope, right? She's like, oh, you wouldn't want to get like that, would you? And I was like, it's like the fuck I do. She's actually like I my do. like phone saver yeah. like, or my screensaver kind of inspiration. But like, that's not for anybody else but you to be okay with like that's not their their your body is not theirs like and like i said it's something that you achieve and it, you, you get to rent that body that's what my coach told me he's like mm-hmm. you get to rent it you get it back and i'm like <laughs> well but <laughs> also like misconception here we don't always like the way we look right up you know to a show i'd say i once i hit like four weeks out if i'm on track which you know, mm-hmm. not always, but sometimes um, if I'm on track, like I hate the way I look. Yeah. It's like, a weird, it's a weird, like 
time. You, you get like, you get super, I mean, your food is really starting to deplete at that point normally, and you're really flat and you're in your head every single day. Like, am I lean enough? Am I lean enough? Am I, I'm like bending over in the mirror every second to see if I still have tie-ins because <laughs> this, you know, walk from A to B made them disappear. <laughs> It's, it's so crazy to see like the different things that can just make your body change. I yeah. could I could work a shift, and then you're full of water. And I'm full of water. Yep. The next morning, I'm like, I look like I'm like four months out. Like, what the fuck is this? And then two days later, I'm like, oh my god, I'm shredded as fuck. You're like, I'm amazing. I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's and that's and that's the mind game. I think that uh-huh. um, we talk about when like you need to prepare yourself for like what you're going to experience. It's cool once you've been doing it long enough because you can kind of laugh at it because like I know exactly what's going to happen this week. I'm going to feel like shit. I think I'm going to look like shit, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get extra carbs next week and I'm going to be like, great. I'm like superwoman. And then I'm going to look really fucking weird for a few days before the show. Then I'm going to look like a dead rat the whole week, <laughs> week and then I'm going to look gorgeous and everything's going to be fine. And like the most glam <laughs> version of myself ever for like a day. Yep. <laughs> so it's, it's a, it's not like, why do we do this? I don't know, man. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, at, you know what? At the end of the day, I will say it is very rewarding. I'm so glad I got into competing because it changed my whole life. Whole life. My whole life. Yes, I definitely had my struggles, but it taught me a lot about myself too. And I wouldn't be sitting here today, literally, physically and literally, like mm-hmm. figuratively and literally, if it hadn't been for competing and showing myself what I was capable of. So I will say that I would never say to someone, don't compete, but just Know why so, you're doing know it. Know why you're doing mm-hmm. it. And know your why. Yep. I think that's important in anything, but like really fucking important in competing. Absolutely. Because your body plays a big role in this and your health plays a big role in this. Mm-hmm. And you're more so like your mental health too. And like it it's not for everybody. And there that's is a good point. there is no shame starting it and then being like the same for me. Oh, this is more than I or this is more and it has nothing to do with not necessarily to do with mental strength, but Maybe your work life is just way different. Your family life is way yeah. different. And if those things start to suffer, you're yeah, that's and when you're in a bad spot. And you're not a pro going for something big here, or you have sponsors to you know make happy, or you're trying to get to the Olympia stage. Like if you're doing this for fun, and those things start to suffer, really, really take a sit back, like sit with yourself, and yeah. really figure out what's worth it. Or oh yeah, if you still want to do it. Have a sit down with like the your people in your life and figure out how to manage it better. Right. Because it takes it, a village, I swear. It does. And it's not one of those things where you can be like, I'm just not gonna do my cardio today. Like Yeah. It's and there's there's two things too. Like it's really hard to do on your own, prep on your own. Oh, have a coach. I Don't did, do it by yourself. Yeah, that will oh. and also like even if you have a coach, like not having a support group, mm-hmm. not having like a significant other or like a friend who competes or just like, you know, a team, it's really, it's really, really hard. And, and you'll notice it towards the end of your prep when like you really need help. Like you really actually, actually need like help right in you front of your peoples. face. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really, it's really important to do that. So I, I would advise anybody obviously get a coach, but you know, look, I can't talk today. Look, look for support and lean on those closest to you that have had some similar experiences and like ask for help, ask for advice. Um, it's the best thing you probably can do. Yeah. I mean, I, I've pulled back because of personal things. I was actually in a prep when I went through my divorce or at least had just started working with a new coach. And um, in that process, I was like, uh-uh. Yeah. 
And that was me trying to go to nationals. So I was actually, um, I would sign, I'd signed with my first big team. I was super excited. And then all, you know, shit, shit flew, flew the into the fan and then back <laughs> in my face. Um, so I, I, you know, I was honest with my coach. I was like, dude, I gotta, I gotta f- fucking figure my shit out. Yeah. Like I need to, I need months yeah. to figure my shit out because, you know, you're just my, even though like physically I could have pulled through it, like it would have been a mental, mental push. And yeah. And do you really want to do that to yourself? No, no. Yeah, Wait keep, a couple months. I keep telling myself that I think that my body will tell me when I'm ready. My coach will tell me obviously mm-hmm. too, but like, I think I'll know when I'm ready. And I'm, I'm kind of like on the border now where I'm like, okay, worlds is in four months, which is usually around the time that I'm like, okay, start preps about to like get going. Um, but I'm like, I'm still a little on the fence, but I, I think that I'm finally starting to get to the point again where I'm, I could take it on. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, but like last summer when I was going through this prep that actually put me into a really bad mental state for the very first time, like I said, I thought I had it under control. I've done this before. I've done this, you know, this is my fourth time, my fourth prep, same coach, like my, oh my gosh, my third pro show. So I'm like, I got, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And the only difference was I was working an industry job. So I was bartending during the day on the weekends. Um, I was doing hair during the week, podcasting. But then before I like really got into the prep, I decided to get a dog and which best decision I've ever made in my life, (laughs) my literal child, but zero regrets, zero, (laughs) but I also picked up a second industry job. And I was originally going to like just flip flop them, but I was like, you know, what? I'm halfway through the season, through the summer season. I'm just going to finish out bartending at the day club and I'll just work nights. And I'll pull doubles on Fridays and Saturdays. No big, right? Oh yeah, you did. It was great. It was a great decision. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No, no big deal. I'm like, all these other girls do it. It's fine. Yeah. I am already an overachiever. Like I, I have a hard time. Like if they can do it, I can do it. Uh-huh. That's my attitude. And that has actually got me far in some areas of my life. If they can do it, I can do it. It's a blessing and a curse. It is because I like the fact that I can say, I can learn to do something. I'm resilient enough. I'm smart enough. I'm like resource, resource, God, what is wrong with us? Resourceful enough today to, (laughs) I'd like to take that one back. Oh my God. (laughs) I I can do this. It's not going to be that big of a deal. So that I started doing it and I was probably like six weeks out, maybe eight weeks out. I remember this. I remember this vividly. I, I, I think I blacked it all out. Honestly, (laughs) like I, I don't even think I remember because I was like, it was one of those things I'm like, okay, I, I'd work, my God, I'd work Friday day. I'd go home. I would take a nap. I'd go to work Friday night. I'd wake up in the morning. I would hang out with my dog. I would go back to work Saturday day do the same thing in the evening, take a nap, hang out with my dog as much as I could. And then my relationship at the time was f- getting fucked up. And then I'd go back to work Saturday night and then Sunday mornings I'd have off, which normally Sunday mornings are my favorite day of the entire week. I'd sleep all fucking day and ruin my day off because I was catching up. And then I'd have Monday day to like, co- like get myself together. I have to work Monday nights again because we're open Monday nights. And in all of that, like, how can you ex- even like expect your body to perform correctly? I don't know. Cause I was yeah. also trained. Like I would utilize the weekends for my off days, mm-hmm. but I was and winding two days and do craziness. It was fucking nuts. Yeah. And then I'd wind up completely inflamed on Mondays because you're, st- I basically just stood for 
12, 13 hours. And I mean, that's something to take into consideration too. When you're prepping, you don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Like your body does get inflamed from stress, right? And like if you're out in the heat, heat, we live in Las Vegas. It's like 110 degrees in the summertime. When I was prepping and bartending, when I was back at Marquis, when I was still just, um, just getting into it, I would remember I would like take my, like, because I was bartending, so I had shoes and socks on. I would take my socks on off at, I'm just going to take my socks on. Okay, I'm going to take my socks off at the end of the day. And it was like, like indentations. Yeah, swollen. Like half an inch. Like it was, your legs are so poofy. Yeah. And you just feel poofy. You do. And then there goes the mental spiral. Mental fuckery. <laughs> yeah. I would, I remember noticed the same thing. N- notice, notice. I think this is you. you I'm this so to me. sorry. <laughs> I would look at my quads and they would just be like marshmallows. I'm like, I've lost everything's gone. Everything's, everything's gone. gone. It's gone. been 45 minutes, but I've lost all yeah. my gains. <laughs> so it's, it's just a weird thing. But I, I wasn't ready for that. And I didn't, I, didn't know that would affect me. Yeah. Like I've never experienced that before. So, I mean, you, you, you learn as you go, you learn different things to different preps. Like I did a prep through, a, through like the worst breakup of my entire fucking life. I did a prep after that, that wound up being the best prep I've ever fucking had. Cause it was like, I got out of toxicity and now I was like on my own and I'm like, I know what my vision is. It's super clear. And I was like, just l- thriving. And it wound up being the best thing, but my mental health was so good. And mm-hmm. now looking back, mm-hmm. I see why I was so successful during that prep. Now this one, my mental health was bad for different reasons because I was overworked, burnt out, super stressed and like overstimulated. So how the fuck are you supposed to get all your meals in? Oh my God. So I would, I'd basically like be messing up every single weekend, almost not completely, but I'd be missing meals or like People don't realize that too. Missing is just as detrimental as overeating yes. because it's all about consistency. Yeah. And here's the problem with all those like crazy schedules as well. It's like when you're prepping, your body thrives on consistency. Like it's it's the reason, like when you look at bodybuilder diets, right? They eat the same foods at the same times every fucking day. They do the cardio at the same day. Like all of, you're looking at like top, top, right? It's, it's regimented. Everything is regimented. And like their sleep regimented water regimented salt regimented foods everything is the same every day and that's like that's how the great are great but you know it's not like we all have the luxury of doing that so it's that way for a reason you know it is and that's so i'm not saying that you have to have that availability to compete i'm just trying to say like when you're looking at the best of the best they do this to their bodies. And you need to be realistic in understanding like what it takes to get there too. Right. And I think what you mentioned earlier too is like when somebody new is considering competing, look at your life, like look at your jobs, like look at what you have going on so you don't let yourself down because it might not be that like you couldn't do it, but does your lifestyle, is it, is it, um, is it even going to allow it? Is it going to align? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, oh man, it's, it's crazy, but it, it's doable. You just really, really have to prepare. And I think if you prepare and set yourself up for success, you can be successful. But you, you can't just like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna compete. I'm just gonna go do this. No, <laughs> and, and like you can't like let yourself off the hook either. I see that a lot. Like, um, like oh, but I was on my feet all day and I was doing this all day. Like. I don't need to do my cardio. That doesn't like, work. Nope. You. I don't care how many steps you walk that day. Get to your butt at one a.m. and do your cardio. Yeah. 
Like it's there's there's no if ands or buts about it. So as long as you accept that going into, and I think that's you know a lot of new competitors don't really understand that, but that's not their fault. Like yeah, they're new. Um, like I had a new competitor that I was working with. Um, poor thing had a death in the family and had to pull out because the funeral was the day of her show. It was it was hard for her, but like I hadn't worked with a new competitor in a while, and I forget the way that they just don't think. Yeah, because they haven't experienced and a lot they, of these they things. They don't yet. get it, and she's like, "Well, you know, I couldn't get in meals two, three, and four, so I just ate them all at once." And I'm like, "Oh my, like no, <laughs> like and that's not their, what you're supposed to do." And in their mind, it's like, "It's fine. I got, it's I got, fine. I got, I got them down." Or like, I just did all of my cardio on one day. I was like, "What?" First of all, what kind of freaking death wish do you have? Second of all, like, no, now you're gonna be so inflamed tomorrow. Like, it's just. There's, there's, everything is so regimented for a reason. So yeah. you just like ask the questions, ask the questions, be willing to do the, like you like be willing to do the hard shit. And like, if it feels like it's like, oh, how do I want to read this? <laughs> um, like it's, it's, you're like, oh my God, but I'm working so hard. Like, yeah, 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 we all are. I'm so sorry you're not special. Like, I get that a lot. Like, oh, but I'm working so hard. Oh, I'm doing everything. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. If you are, if you think this is doing all you can, all you can, like, I'm sorry. Like, do more, please. Yeah. Like, it, and it's that attitude that you have to have, too. And, like, I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of coach, though, too. I'm like, I don't really fucking care. But you kind of have to because you have to be realist yeah. about it. Because it's, you know, you can get your hand held by a lot of coaches. No, I'm not. Like, oh, yes, sweetie. Like, you are do like you are working so hard. Like, yes, you are. But are you? My, my coach gave it to us during COVID once because we would get online and have meetings to help the morale. And he's yeah. like, you know, you guys all say that you're the hardest workers in your gym. Are you? And we're like, what? Yeah. He's like, you need to start acting like it. And so he would actually start doing contests with us online at the time to work out together and to like, you know, compete against each other. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, of course I worked way harder. Why? Because someone's eyes were on me telling me that like, I'm not working hard enough. Mm -hmm. Like, how bad do you really want this? So it was kind of like a little bit of tough love. And yeah, you know, you can get someone to like make you feel better by saying like, yes, you are doing such a good job. You are working hard, which is great. But at the end of the day, like you could do better. Like, and do you want you, gold star? Like, do you want a gold star? Or do you want to like really succeed here? Yeah, it, there's, there's a difference and mm -hmm. it's a little bit of tough love, but I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, I've had it said to me, too. Like, I remember I, uh, like, like Ross um, is just so good. My boyfriend is so good about like. Did you finish your last five minutes of cardio? I'm like, oh, no, but I can't. No. Finish your last five minutes of fucking cardio. I'm like, why are you cutting yourself short? Right. And why, like, yes, you might be like, literally, I have been crying on the Stairmaster. Like, that is a real thing that has happened. Not proud of it. But it's just like, you're like, do you want anything hanging over your head? You don't want to hit the stage and get third place and be like, Fuck, what I if wonder, I did that last five minutes? And here's the thing. It's like, okay, maybe it wasn't just that last five minutes. Maybe it was that last five minutes, like 15 times. Mm -hmm. What's the math on that? Right, depending on how many calories you're burning in that Yeah, like minutes. it's like, not about – and that's the same thing when like people were like, well, let's have a bite, have this, have that. It's not It's not about – No, it's, it's in total. Like, yes, you know what? A bite might not be the difference between first and second place. But what if you're second place and you knew that you had cheated a couple times, you are going to hate yourself because yeah. it's going to play this game in your head where you're like, I wonder if that extra little push or that like 
not letting up on myself would have been the difference between first and second. Do you really want to live with that? The temporary satisfaction is not worth the like long-term guilt that you will have. Yeah. And like, I think people- I think that's pro mentality. I think yeah. you start adopting those things more so when you get to the pro level, because like you said, it's a whole nother fucking animal. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that amateurs wouldn't think like this too, but like you really start being like, oh shit. Cause well, like there's someone good. out working you so quickly. Yeah, everyone's everybody's a pro. Everybody's amazing. And that's the thing, like you have to stand out in a group of people who are like equally or more amazing than you are. Yeah. Like, and, and it's an ego check the first time you hit the pro stage. Oh my God. I had no idea what I was doing up there and there was carpet <laughs> everywhere and I fell everywhere. Like, oh my God. It's just, it's a different kind of nervous. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I was a very lucky regional competitor. I always did well. And then my first pro show, I got fucking stomped. I was like, what is this what is this animal and it's just um like i always tell people when it comes to like the little bites or the missing the cardio like think of your week as a whole yeah and your coach might have you on track to lose like it's all math right so your coach might have you on track to be in a deficit of 3500 calories a week one pound right you're supposed to be losing a pound a week you take a bite of a cookie you skip five minutes on your cardio a couple times you don't push as hard as you could have in a couple of your lifts, like you're taking away from that number slowly and you're slowing your own progress. And it might not be super noticeable, you know, but when you hit that stage, you're going to fucking notice because all those other girls didn't do that shit. And the day that your stage day comes and you are feeling like I've arrived, I'm telling you, you will run through it in your mind because it was that last competition that I was like, fuck, man, like. I'm not feeling like I should mm-hmm. today. And I started thinking back to all the times that I like kind of fucked up. And, you know, to somebody who isn't a competitor, it might not seem that much. And that's why you really have to make sure that your mind's right and not listening to that because like it does matter. Those things do matter in the mm-hmm. end. And you will start being like, man, that that week that I went out, I just shouldn't have done that. And, you know, I like you said, I cheated here. I didn't do this. And, you know, yeah. And, and if you're in a place where like, well, it's taking away from me enjoying my life. Maybe you didn't want to compete that bad because this is part of what goes into preps. It is all encompassing. It is. And here's the thing, like when you are prepping and you want to go for your pro card or do it at a higher level or that's your goal, like you really want to progress in the sport, competing comes. Yeah, it has to. And that's the problem for a lot of people. And that's not wrong. It's totally okay for it to be a problem. Like. It's got to it's got to top everything else. And a lot of times, like, say you haven't done your cardio and you want to spend time with your family too fucking bad. Go do your 30 minutes. It's and a hopefully selfish everybody's sport. Still awake, you know, yeah, it's a selfish sport, but you have to understand that getting into it and the people around you. And I think that's really important too. like, say you are in a relationship. Please take your partner's feelings into consideration before you compete and sit them down if they're not familiar with the sport and explain everything that's going to go on. Or if you are not sure have somebody else explain it to them because it's hard on your partner. I don't care how long you've been doing it, how good you are at it. It takes a toll on. Even if they're a competitor, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, free, <laughs> Ross is a love, love him to death, but competing's hard for your partner. <laughs> like this. You might want to run away and get an Airbnb for a little bit, but just, it's okay. Like, but once again, it's in preparation for everything. Like it's just one of those, another yeah. one of those things you have to like, 
take into consideration before you start doing it. And that's the thing. Your partner needs to understand that. Yeah. And it's – you've got to come to a like an equal place where like, yes, I'm going to be snappy and you have every right to put me into my place, but it's, it's going to happen. It's going to increase or, hey, I might be uh, like at this stage, depending on what you're doing, I might be reacting this way. Like I'm going to get to this point or I'm going to be – taking this or doing this and my mood is probably going to do this. I need you to really just trust me and not take it personally. Yeah. And it's really, really, really having that conversation. And it takes two very mature individuals to um, be able to do that. Yes. I will say that and, for sure. And so, I mean, it can, I mean, you, it can absolutely work. It's not, it's not always going to destroy your family. Like it's no, no, it's, it's just, just, let's just say, say it like it is just, Prep for it. Fucking hard as shit. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a pro. And when my boyfriend was going through his competition, I like I was struggling hard. And it was hard because um men are men are men kind of like and I do too. I I lose my emotions at some point. You get a little you you get distant and you get numb and you're just honestly it's exhaustion. On top of, you know, other factors of just being, like, feeling malnourished. (laughs) But, like, (laughs) it's just, you know, you do kind of close down or shut down and close off a little bit. So your partner needs to know that that's not personal. It's not something they did. They're not in trouble. Like, yo, I'm having a rough day. Yeah. Like, I just got to go to bed. This has nothing to do with you. Like, leave me in my box for a little bit. Like, and it's just tell your friends. For sure. Tell your family. And the people who understand will still be there. The people that don't. It's a phase. Like, and the people that don't understand it or judge you for it, like, a lot of times that's coming from their insecurities, jealousy. Like, I, I've had that a lot. Yeah. You you really do get to mm-hmm. see a lot of different reactions when you put yourself into, like, a, a prep mode. For yeah. sure. And especially. It's interesting. Especially with friends, which it was something I really wasn't expecting as I much. I definitely lost some friends. I lost some, too. And it's it's not that, like, we even, like, like had a blowout or anything. No, it just drifts. It just kind of phased out of their lives. And, like, you know, for the people that don't understand, like, that's okay. It's just I'm not going to be that uh, as big a part of your life anymore right for now. Sure. Because, you know, I am doing this. Or, you know, I've experienced a jealousy, too, where people – it's not like sabotage but they're like, why are you doing that? Like, ugh. and and like instead of being like, wow, that's really admirable, yeah. you know, and I wouldn't do it. But that's really fucking cool that you are. Exactly. And like, how can I help? Yeah. That's Don't fucking say. offer me crumble. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> or like send me food memes or things like that. Yeah. If, like, like, what are you doing? And a lot of times it is from jealousy. It's like, oh, well, my friend is really like like really changing her body and really doing something cool. And what the fuck am I doing? You know, what's interesting too. Somebody gave me this example once. They were like, did you ever notice how it was because I was working in a hair salon at the time. It was my very first time competing. And there was this one stylist who just, she always just like side-eyed me like, oh, you're heating up food again. I'm like, haven't you mm-hmm. eaten already? Mm-hmm. Isn't it like the third time you're heating up food? I'm like, it is actually. Yeah, and it's thanks. only lunch. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> But I like she would do it in a way where I thought it was like kind of like a backhanded compliment or I'd be like, wow, I couldn't eat that much. And I'm like, cool. And like, that's the jealousy. Right cool. There, like, I, yep. I don't know. I mean, I'm just it's not like I'm smashing a bunch of cupcakes. But if I was, you she wouldn't would say it. anything. Nope. Yep. And that's that's what that's what got me. I'm like, OK, if you saw me out drinking Friday and Saturday night, partying my ass off, 
You'd be like, yo, girl, you have fun. How fun was last last weekend? Yeah. Or like, wow, did you make that? Let me have some. But no, because it's healthy and it's not like your lifestyle, you're kind of judging. Like one day I just like saw her and her client like staring at me and I'm just like, what the fuck? Of course, I'm in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm always admiring your legs. And I'm like, oh. But then it made me like wonder, you know, like, so it just, you do get a lot of reactions is kind of where I was going with this. And, um, I don't like to think people would be jealous, but it just is a thing. thing. I mean, even sometimes when I'm not in prep and I see like my friends who are like looking really good, I'm like, fuck man. Like, and it's not even, it's not jealousy of the person. It's jealousy of, um, I want to be in that position. I, I wish that of. I could do that. I wish that I could change my life like that. Like, I wish. A little envy. Envious. Yeah, maybe that's a better word. I think jealousy comes in a little bit of, like, a, a negative stigma because yeah. you're, like, kind of snarky. Not saying that you want to be that person or have, like, you know, it's just. Yeah, I just, like, fuck. I'm not, I'm not living up to my fullest. That's, you know what I mm-hmm. notice is that's when it is. When I feel any kind of, like, emotions like that, it really is only because I'm not living up to what I know I could live up to. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah, when I'm on track and I'm following my plan and I'm still training, even if I am in my fluffy stage, my sausage is what I like to call it. <laughs> sausage shaped. Um, even what <laughs> she said, that's how I feel. <laughs> um, so, but if I'm on my shit, like I don't get those You're feelings. Unfazed. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm in this phase and I'm doing my shit and I'm checking off all my boxes. I have nothing to worry about. And see, you know what? That's a really good point too. Cause like competitor or non-competitor, if you are really being mindful to what you need to do for you as a person to be your best self, you will not feel any like negative way about anybody else. Nothing anybody else is going to bother you because you're doing what you need to do for you. So if you ever catch yourself feeling like snarky or like judging others or you know having envious thoughts like maybe like check in with yourself Mm because it's usually that way or if you ever feel if you ever like notice people making comments like that to you a lot or people around you who are constantly talking about other people like take a second and realize like where that's coming from because usually it's a lot of projection on how they feel about themselves absolutely so yeah just do a little check-in. Mm-hmm. But I really appreciate your non-bullshit approach to competing and sharing like your really raw opinions because I feel like we need more of that. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I hate um I hate pageant answers. I'm, yeah. I'm not that kind of person. Um anybody who's met me, I'm sure. Knows but that's that. real. It's real and it's raw, and people need to hear more of it because you can go get all the pageant bullshit answers on social yeah. media all the time about this is great and this and this and this and just all these perfectly just curated. Keep chugging along. I'm like, like shut the fuck up. I'm dying right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not it's not like that. No. So but um if you guys are ever interested, I know both Hallie and I coach different federations. Um Hallie is obviously in the IFBB and I'm in the WBFF, which I actually think that'd be a really, another really cool podcast just to kind of discuss the differences oh, between absolutely. the two, um, from two pro competitors. So, um, we probably should get onto that, but if you guys ever have any questions, um, Hallie and I both do online coaching or both local to the Vegas area for in-person clients. And I know I can speak for both of us when our DMS are open for any possible future competitors. If after this podcast, you want to consider competing, <laughs> If we didn't turn you off, I swear it's fun. No, yes, no, it's fun and it's life changing, and that's a really important thing. I think it's the best thing I ever did. Like, like I mean, like not the best thing, but like just kidding. (laughs) No, I am so grateful for 
it for so many reasons. I have met the best freaking people. I've learned so much about training and nutrition just from working with different coaches and, you know, competing against different people, hearing their stories. And it's just, it's such a cool family. Yes. And obviously we've talked about the bad parts of it, but with, you know, every family there's problems, but (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, like I am honored to be in the IFBB and I like hope to God I get to compete for, you know, a couple more years. That's the dream. And, um, just like competing just because I do truly love it. Not with any other, you know, winning is great, but if you're in competing just to win, don't do it. Right. And I feel the same way about, about the WBFF too. It's literally become a huge part of my life. And I, I actually got the honor of, um, representing the WBFF as a pro at a workshop here recently. And I had this like crazy flashback to my first workshop showing up as an amateur and seeing all the pro girls and be like, Oh my God, they're so beautiful. They're this, they're that. And I was showing up with my sash and my pro, my pro sash. And I'm, you know, telling people about my experiences and it, it coming full circle was like one of the most rewarding things. And now, now I'm a coach and now I get to help girls step on stage and be their most confident. So like, there's so many things that could come of competing if you're in it for the right reasons, like Hallie said. So if that is something that's ever enticing to you, I do encourage you to ask the questions and reach out and really see what it's about because it, it really is one of like the best things I've ever done. Um, And there is a lot of differences between the IFBB and the WBFF a lot. And like for so many cool different reasons, you just have to really find what fits you first and don't try and fit yourself in a box that might not be for you, if that makes sense. So, um, but yeah, I'll leave Hallie's information below. Make sure to hit her up if you are interested in anything IFBB NPC related. And obviously you can hit me up as well. And um, I definitely think we should do one about the different topics within the different organizations too. Oh yeah, I'm here for that. Yeah. So stay tuned for that and I hope to see you guys soon. See you guys soon as if you're not like listening. Can 